Hello, 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 and welcome back to Formula E Byte. We have just had our first E Prix of the season, two races, a doubleheader in Diria, Saudi Arabia. And what did we see? Well, as we will get on to shortly, and as I talked about in the previous episode, or maybe the one before that, I, I can't remember, the fastest drivers from last season look like they will be the fastest again. And that is not a bad thing, as I will come to later. Okay, so what else did we see? Well, great visuals, as we have come to expect in Formula E. The night race looked excellent again in a stunning location in Diria. And we also saw very close action-packed racing, the type that we often see in Formula E. And there were some really great moments and performances in both Ypres. Sadly though, this time in the Diria Ypres, we did not see Sam Bird giving the middle finger to anyone like he did last year. And of course, I know that's not very sportsmanlike, but it is funny though, isn't it really? I mean, go on, it, it was it was good. You know, more of that please. More of that, no, not really. Not really, let's all behave on track. Some more of that is fine. The second race in Diria this year was great, but there was also an incident that was very, well, it, it was very disappointing. In the final 10 minutes of the race, Alexander Sims crashed. Now, that's not the incident. That's not the problem. That happens in Formula E. It's very close racing and the track has walls. It happens. We see it all the time. Now, Sims crashes. And his car is in the wall, but it is also on track. It's it's stuck in the wall with the rear end still in in the track, or on the track, rather. Then the yellow flags come out. Fine, that's good. The driver's slow under the yellow flag conditions. But then the problem happened. A crane came onto the track to remove the car. Okay, not something that has never happened before in motorsport but the problem was the crane was still very close to the cars that were driving around at the same time and the big problem was that once that crane lifted up Alexander Sims Mahindra the rear end of that car was dangling into the path of the oncoming cars consistently and that rear end of that car was pretty much head height for the drivers coming around the corner and that corner they take pretty much blind. It could have been really quite bad. Really quite bad. The race should have been stopped, red flagged, whatever. It just shouldn't have had cars driving around that corner whilst that car was being removed. It just shouldn't have happened. And I really hope that we don't see anything like that again. But that was probably the only thing that marred a great weekend. Now some people were thrown as well by the new qualifying format that does take some getting used to so let's break that down now there are fewer cars this season than last season there are 22 now last year 24 because Audi has dropped out for this year so for qualifying the drivers are split in two not physically in I mean in terms of 11 go into one group and 11 go into another this is stage one a 12 minute timer starts or well, the drivers have 12 minutes put it that way, to set their fastest lap and they will need to have done one timed lap 
within the first six minutes. Okay, pretty straightforward. Then the bit that gets a little bit confusing, because after the group stages, there are duels. And first of all, there are quarterfinal duels, two drivers going head to head. And it involves the four fastest drivers from each group. Duel A will be the fastest driver in group one versus the fourth fastest in group B. Duel B is the second fastest in group A versus the third fastest in group B. Duel C is the third fastest in group A versus the second fastest in group B. Then Duel D will be the fourth fastest in group A versus the fastest from group B. Then there will be a semi-final. So the winner of Duel A will face the winner of Duel B. The winner of Duel C will face the winner of Duel D. And then there'll be a final duel from whoever wins their semi-finals for the pole position shootout. Then the final thing that can get a bit confusing is that whoever wins the pole shootout and is the pole sitter for the race, the other drivers who were in their group initially, so those who finished outside of the top four, so positions five downwards, they will line up on the odd numbers of the grid from ninth to 21st, and then the other group take the even positions from 10 to 22. So yeah, it, it is quite different this season, probably going to take some getting used to, but that is the general idea. And now let's see what actually happened in each race in terms of qualifying and positioning. Let's run through that qualifying super quick. The top four drivers in group A, now this is the first race in Diria, so the first qualifying in this format actually as well. Fourth place Roland, third Van Dorn, second Bird, and top of the group was Freins. In group B, fourth Lotterer, third Dennis, second Cassidy, top De Vries. And so we had the duels. Lotterer was faster than Freins in their duel, Dennis faster than Bird. Van Dorn faster than Cassidy, and De Vries faster than Roland. So into the semi-finals, we had Dennis versus Lotterer. Dennis was fastest, and Van Dorn versus his teammate De Vries. Van Dorn was fastest. So the final, Van Dorn versus Dennis, and Van Dorn came out on top and was the pole sitter. Let's take a look then at which drivers finished in the top 10 and scored points. 10th place was Mitch Evans, up from 14th. 9th, Oliver Askew, up from 17th. Great racing for the American. 8th place, Jean-Eric Verne, up from 13th. 7th, Cassidy, down a place from 6th. Mortara was 6th place, up from 12th. 5th place was Degrassi, up from 8th, with some good racing from him. 4th, Sam Bird, up one place from where he began. And then on to the podium. Third place, Jake Dennis, down a place from where he began. Second was Stoffel van Dorn, who of course started on pole. And the winner, Nick de Vries, up from third. So again, it looks like we have Mercedes showing that they can be very quick in qualifying and then again in the race. And we do have a lot of the same drivers in that top, well, top 10 really. But definitely the top five, that's that's pretty familiar, pretty familiar looking top five in, in, in various orders. So Degrassi is an interesting one because he's in a different car this year. He was driving for Audi last year. And I said a few times last season that I thought Audi were quite unlucky. I thought they actually deserved 
in terms of their driving to be more successful last season. I think they suffered from mechanical technical issues with the car. But Degrassi was a really good driver. Actually, this is something I didn't didn't speak about in, in any of the preview episodes. That Degrassi could be one to watch very closely this year because Voluntary is a good car. It's a really good car. So, yeah, Degrassi and Mortara together this year. That is a very, very exciting prospect. Okay, on to the second race of the weekend. And the fastest drivers in Group A were, again, very similar. Perhaps unsurprising when you have you know, two races in the same place in a row. Fourth in Group A was Lotterer, third Roland, second Degrassi, and top De Vries. Then into Group B. Fourth, Verne, third his teammate De Costa, second Robin Frines, and top Mortara. Then on to the knockouts, the jewels, the head-to-heads. We had De Vries versus Verne, and De Vries managed to see off the Frenchman. Then we had Degrassi versus De Costa, with Degrassi coming out on top. Frines versus Roland, with Frines winning that. And the final quarter final between Mortara and Lotterer, Mortara emerged the victor. The semi-finals then, De Vries versus Degrassi. De Vries came out on top. And Mortara versus Frines. Mortara was the winner. Then we had the final. De Vries versus Mortara. Very very close. Only five thousandth of a second in it. No time at all. De Vries came out on top and was the pole sitter. But who scored the points in the race? De Vries may have started on pole, but he finished 10th. Pascal Verlein finished 9th, up from 11th place. Roland was 8th up two places from where he started. Van Dorn 7th up from 12th. Verne Started 6th, finished 6th. Dennis up 3 places to finish 5th in the race. Lotterer was up from 5th to finish in the 4th position. Degrassi 3rd, Frines 2nd and Mortara the winner. Now, to my earlier point about the same drivers probably being the fastest again this year. I don't think that's a bad thing. Let's not forget how unpredictable last season was. I know some people take issue with that and they say it shows the format is a complete lottery. But I really don't think that is so. I really don't. I just don't think that's the case. Look at the performances of the drivers last season and this season. The fastest drivers, that is. They are excellent racers. Granted, a lot of the drivers who finished near the top, including De Vries who won last year, did have quite a few weeks where they crashed out, couldn't finish the race, had technical issues or just failed to score points for some reason or other and okay maybe there is an element of lottery to that but that's racing and I think expecting a season like last year with a lot of good drivers in contention only means another interesting season to watch now let's take a look at the standings bottom of the drivers standings is newcomer Antonio Giovinazzi who scored no points at all and really was not great on on his debut after leaving Formula One. Now I understand he hasn't spent loads of time actually in the car before the season so it's not entirely his fault and hopefully 
his performances can pick up, but I'm sure it's not the start that he wanted to Formula E. And then 21st, Oliver Turvey, 20th, Dan Tictum, 19th, Sergio Setti Camara, 18th, Alexander Sims, 17th, Buemi, 16th is Da Costa, 15th is Gunter. Now, all those drivers have no points so far. And it, I said that really hard. They have no points. I can't believe this. It's only been two races. There's a good chance some of them will have no points at the end of the season, but we will see. Then drivers who do have points. 15th, Mitch Evans, one point. 13th, Oliver Askew, two points. 12th, Pascal Verline, two points. 11th, Oliver Rowland, four points. And into the top 10 we go. 10th, Nick Cassidy, seven points. 9th, Jean-Eric Verne, 12. 8th, Sam Bird, also 12. And 7th, Andre Lotterer. And you're not going to believe this. He's got 12 points too. 6th, Robin Frines, 18 points. 5th, Lucas Degrassi, 25. 4th, Jake Dennis, 25. 3rd, Stoffel Van Dorn, 28. 2nd, Nick DeVries, 29. And top after the first two races, the winner of the second round, it's Mortara with 33 points. And on to the podium predictions from last episode. I predicted three drivers that I thought would be on the podium at some point over the weekend. I went pretty hard on Sam Bird being on the podium. I was very, very, very sure he was going to be on the podium and he was not. (laughs) He was close in the first race, finished fourth, but close is not good enough in this game, so that is wrong. I also thought that Verline would be on the podium. That was that was wrong. And in fairness, that was maybe more of a outside bet. And I also thought that Roland would be on the podium, which was wrong again. So first podium prediction of the season, none right. If you think you could do better than me, or would just like to share your podium predictions, you can. And I'll read some of them out on the show. You can email show.formulaebyte at gmail.com. And that is all for this episode. The next EPRI is the Mexico City EPRI on Saturday, 12th of February. And the next podcast will be the preview episode for that, which will be Wednesday next week on the 9th of February. So come back for that. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to make sure you get that straight away. And I'll see you then. Bye.